winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Howard Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself. Welcome to Lewis Howard Live. Hey, the intro was wild, wasn't it? I got to play tambourines. And of course, our special guest on Lewis Howard Live is none other than Clinton Ellison and uh, a friend, a musician, entertainer, and has been playing around the United States and parts of the world for over three decades. And so uh, he uh, graces with a great interest. What a, what a great, unique entrance to... Uh, to the show, and uh, so we're going to talk to him a little bit, and uh, of course, to, tonight, uh, we're going to talk to you about 1%. Everybody 1%. likes to talk about the 5% and the 1%, but I want to talk to you tonight about 1% makes a difference, and I'm going to just break that down for you and just show you how to use your 1%, but before we get to that, we're going to talk with Clinton. Clinton, welcome to Lewis Howard Live. Well, thank you for having me, Lewis. Hey, we finally did it, and uh, finally, so, yeah, I love man. That. What a creative interest. See, and you got me to play tambourines. By the way, I've never played tambourines before. You got so. me sitting here nervous, and I had that, that last chord was wrong. Yeah, so no, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. So you've been in the music entertainment business for how long? Well, Lewis, I started 
performing at, at 14. 14. I started touring at 14 years old. Okay. Doing the Three Rivers tour back in Ohio. And uh, I've been performing. And is that where you're from, Ohio? Yeah, Youngstown, okay. Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. What came from Youngstown? We have boxers. What do we do? Well, we have uh, Tire Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Okay. We have uh, uh, Ernie Shavers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Youngstown, yeah. Johnny Toppy. That's Not a tough Johnny town. Toppy. Johnny Toppy is from here. Yeah. Isn't No. Johnny Toppy is from New yeah, Mexico. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, Youngstown is a tough town. Yeah, it is. That's a steel town. That's, that's, that's blue collar. Former that's, steel town. Yeah, former. Yeah. You know, you had to bring it to, yeah, be, be down in that, uh, in that area. So, so you come out of Youngstown and, yes. and, uh, and start playing. Like, when, when did you, like, get, like, your first break? Like, I, I'm like, wow, I'm here. Uh, when I went to Vegas, as a matter of fact, I okay. was um, in uh, L.A., Actually, uh, spending some time with Eric Gales, and I don't know if anybody knows who yeah. he who he is. Yeah. But Eric Gales is. You one guys of the got Google? That's what you got. The, Google. Get, get you get your Google on. Right, right, right. right. Eric Gales, hot guitar player. Yeah. And I was yeah. watching him at the Whiskey Go Go, and then yeah. uh, a Vegas group actually came to town and said, "Oh, well, you know yeah. what? Who's the best singer here in New Mexico?" Yeah. And yeah. so my name was thrown around and then wow. it was actually loaded into the hat okay and then they had a bunch of other you know guys that wanted to, to yeah. audition so for it was like an audition kind of a contest to see who could who could go and be right. wow okay. it was it was an audition they had about okay. 60 guys 60 okay. uh, uh, male vocalists okay and um and i had to catch an early flight because i was sure. gonna, i was gonna be in la right. like the whole weekend plus a couple of days okay. But I had to catch a flight, early flight back to uh, New Mexico. Okay. And I got there Sunday night. My audition was Monday morning. Okay. And uh, the managers and everybody sitting out in the audience, Sandia yeah. Casino. Okay. Albuquerque, okay. New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they asked me, what kind of cover did I want to sing? And I asked sure. them, I said, well, we can do like, do you, all got, do you guys know Superstitious sure, sure. by Stevie Wonder? They said, oh, yeah, we could do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Dude. When I started singing Superstitious, right, right. the manager sitting out there doing this. Yeah. Nobody else. But and it was sad because yeah, there was yeah. a lot of applicants, sure, a lot of guys sure, waiting sure, to sure. waiting for their turn. Yeah. And they of course went through the protocol. Yeah, but wasn't nothing wasn't nothing like winning when somebody said no, nobody else. Right. I'm they good. was like they were like this. Nobody You're else. Higher. There we go. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And I just want to give shout outs to um a good friend that actually um came forward and said that his name is joe galley okay he's a local guitar player in the band okay. and uh, okay. he was working at a place called grandma's music at that okay. time okay and uh he put my yeah. name in the hat because yeah. that that's what he thought so so joe part galley. of your journey you know after that so uh tell our audience a little bit like maybe some of the people you've played with that you know that you build relationship in the entertainment you know people love the famous the celebrities and and uh, we and of course we've had a few you know well-known names on our show and and uh, but share with them some of the people you've met and you know played with or just known or had relationship with. Well, first of all, I want to start off with uh, the guys that hired me yeah. because those are the ones responsible for sure. for putting me putting me out into the mainstream of yeah. things. Uh, first of all, Mr. Barry Williams. He's from Austin, Texas, okay. and he's been all all over the world. Right. And that's all he's ever done is perform okay. like Singapore, Japan. I right. mean, yeah. and. Uh, and I got to send, send shout-outs to my director, sure, uh, sure. Barry Williams. And then our band director, band leader, okay. is uh, Johnny McClain. Johnny okay. McClain is from Kennewick, Washington. Right. Washington's there own Washington's guitar on. player okay. extraordinaire. Yep. And then our bass player is John Caldwell. He's out of uh, uh, Chicago, Illinois, one of the okay. finest players. He got a chance to play with like artists like Coco Taylor, okay. um, Taj Mahal, um, yep. 
he I think he played also with the Isley Brothers for a while. Right. And okay. uh, our drummer's Larry McClure. Larry okay. McClure is is also a Chicago musician. Okay. And he's our drummer too. So sure. first shout outs to them. Sure, sure. Shout absolutely. Outs to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So who are some of the uh more like names maybe the audience, you know, like with Who? have listened to. Oh or, my goodness. You know. The list is it's a long yeah, list, man. Yeah. But to name a few. Yeah. A uh, good friend of mine I met back in LA about twenty five years ago, Mr. Darius Rucker. Okay. He's 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 been he's been okay. inspirational. Yeah. Also Patty LaBelle. Okay. I, I had an opportunity yeah, to LaBelle. meet her. I've known yeah. her about twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Um I met Jamie Foxx. Okay. Uh, Emil LaRue and Groove Theory. Yeah. And I met her when they were doing a branch, getting ready to do a sure. branch tour with Tony sure. Rich Project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marley Gibbs from the Jeffersons. Okay. So um, you, yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah. I met her in New yeah. York yeah. during the uh, annual Vibe, the 1994 yeah. Vibe convention. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, you, yeah. you, you could throw a lot of names out there. Yeah. And, so, yeah. so when I meet people like you and I know you've had a lot of experience. So usually, what I ask is, give me give me one that stands out at the top of mind, like one meeting or one performance that you know with somebody of that caliber that stood out to you. Morris Day in the time. Morris Day in the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, man. that would be yeah, that'd be what, Morris what Day in the time, man, yeah. because yeah. Morris Day came to uh, he came to Seattle. Okay. And uh, we were backstage talking. He says, uh, he says, man, he says, oh, well, when we get ready to groove a little bit on the bird. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. gonna call you up. So he yeah. calls me up. So we up on the stage. Dun, wow. Dun, and it was, dun, dun, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing that thing, and right, I was right. like, that was cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I saw yeah. him like three or four times after that. Sure, with, sure. With, with Jesse Johnson. Yeah, I mean, Mars Day and the Time came out of you know the whole Prince Revolution right. and Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. And I'm that glad whole... you mentioned that because I met yeah. Jimmy Jam uh, yeah. during the Black Music Expo okay. in 1993 yeah. for the Black Music Expo. I also yeah. had an opportunity to yeah. meet meet uh, the revolution yeah okay yeah yeah i've been studying a lot of history i talked to you about you know before we went on live about this uh the black godfathers he was referred to clarence avant and many of you listen to me if you don't know him you'll google him and entertainers will know him and uh, every every band we've mentioned he's been connected with them wow. sos band uh bill withers i mean uh, early days uh the mm-hmm. time i mean just every jimmy jam and Terry, he hired them he made them the producer to produce with Janet Jackson. Right. Because she couldn't Scream. get anybody to work with her. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, and right. so I love, my thing is, uh, I'm not a, a, a fan so much, but I'm a historian. Mm-hmm. I like the backstory. So I right, could care right. less about the, the fame, the glamour piece of it, because I've had, you know, exposed. I love the backstory. Wow. And speaking of which, you've got a project that you're going to be kind of putting together. Right. Kind of relating a little bit to that. You want to tell listeners a little bit about what you're kind of thinking? Or are we too early in that? No, want... no, no. We're okay. not too early. So maybe share listeners because I think this will be an amazing kind of a insider, you know, perspective to the business that you, you're thinking about doing. Well, I have to talk about, um, well, first of, first of all, the name of the book is Backstage. Okay. And Backstage is a funny title because most people think Backstage is a place where you just after a set or whatever, you sure. go back to chill out. Right. But it's not what I'm or, really... Or groupies like to get backstage. Right. They want right. backstage I mean, access. You're right. Everybody wants access back, backstage. I mean, right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, this, but the, this, this terminology that I'm talking about is when life really begins. Sure. It's the tests and trials that happen offstage. Sure. And yeah. a lot of people don't know how dark the industry actually is. I yeah. spent six years in Las Vegas. Yeah. 
And uh, there was parts of it that was very, very, sure. you know, bright, brilliant, flamboyant, exciting. Right. Right. You performing for an international audience right. almost six days a week. And yeah. I performed six days a week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you see all these personalities. But life doesn't begin there. Sure, It begins sure. when you go backstage and everything that happens off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, if you're just joining us on Lewis Howard Live, we have Clinton Ellison here talking about his musical entertainment uh, background and journey and uh, some of the things that he's been able to do. And if you missed the first part of it, you're going to have to get on the replay, uh, as they affectionately call the relaunch party these days. And so you can get that entertainment piece of it. But that was awesome. You don't want to miss that. Uh, but we're just kind of going through the journey and uh, of where he's been because I really love to get the backstory. I, I really do. I just think life really is the backstory. That's right. It's not what you see on Facebook. That's right. Okay, because most of those are touched up, filtered. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the couple took the funny picture, but they didn't tell you they were fighting five minutes before. Right. 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 And so I like to talk about the five minutes before. Now, people, uh, people take issues with me like because they're like, well, you focus on a positive guy. You focus on the negative. But I find you can't get to the you can't get to the positive. You understand the negative. The negative. Correct. Right. Understand mm -hmm. the, 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 the back part of it. And I, it sounds like that's kind of what you're sharing. Not in a negative, but just another perspective that people don't see. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's your personal yeah. uh, life yeah. Yeah. off stage. Yeah. So what, are, what are some of the things, and maybe not a specific, but what are some of the things that you saw or, you know, generically, not to get into specifics, but what that you saw and you thought, wow, you know, you get that look that we go, wow. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, when people approach you off stage and yeah. offer you all kinds of drugs and all kinds yeah. of things yeah. that possibly can create for you right. a device to yeah. possibly basically destroy you. Yeah. I've seen it. I've been yeah. offered that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the money, the yeah. women, yeah. Uh, yeah. the drugs. Yeah. And I mean, and it's a, it's a, it's a dark hole and a yeah. big vacuum. Yeah. And that a lot of deep spiritual roots. Cause I came from out of a, a good family, sure. good mother and father. And they taught, taught all of us, my, yeah. my uh, six brothers and sisters, all of the values six that we Six brothers and sisters. Yeah. Man, that was a house. Yeah, that was a house. Six brothers and sisters. My but God. actually, it wasn't just a house. It was a home, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It was a home. It was a yeah, home. Yeah, but it was a house that fought a few times. You got six brothers and sisters. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. had some. Yeah. I was the first son. Yeah. So you know I was spoiled. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah the first. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you're, you're going to start this book and and who who's your audience i mean who do you want to read this book who do you want to see and say i want that group to understand you know what what really happens backstage well two types of groups those who aspire yeah to do this occupation yeah of sorts because it's 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 different reasons why people approach it sure. and i want to make sure that they yeah. know yeah. That it's very important that the way you approach it right. has everything to do sure. with with how it facilitates yeah. you yeah. and what to expect yeah. and how to handle it. Yeah, because I, I found my experience and I and I've known people that have gone to, you know, L.A. and became famous and either entertainment uh, movies. But I also realized that. Like when you look at some of what we call the cautionary tales, mm -hmm. a lot of them took the bait of what you just described. They took the drugs. They took the money. They took those offerings 
And, you know, you look at the early part of Ray Charles's career. Right. Right. He took the offerings and it really started to, you know, divert his career. And he was yeah, fortunate to spiral. Turn, you know, was fortunate enough to ways. turn around. But not, a lot of them are not fortunate. You know what? And yeah. that. And I, I'd have to. It brings me to a song that I wrote yeah. that we're getting ready to release. It's called In Maisie. In yeah. Maisie is a town that exists in every city in the world. Hmm. And in Maisie means that you're trying to live your life through a maze. And everywhere you turn right. and you in think Maisie. you've mastered your yeah. life, but you come to a place yeah. where you're in a maze. You have four walls. You have a wall here, wall here, yeah. bottom, top, and yeah. then a dead dead end right. and you have to back out yeah and then yeah. proceed with life in right. another direction yeah and think you've mastered it and then right. you end up in another maze in right. mazy yeah amazing i remember, mm-hmm. I remember that that's good that is mm-hmm. good we'll take a note on that i'm at still i'm, I'm sending you to track uh so uh how did you do during the pandemic i mean did you do anything different for, i mean obviously it changed you know entertainment and what you could do and not do how, how was that adjustment during that time for you know being well, in it, music well and entertainment? well it done, it done a lot of things for me. It, it gave me an opportunity to to um, stop, yeah. take a moment of pause because I was working all the time sure. anyway. I needed a vacation, but yeah. not not like this. Yeah. But it it made me take a moment of pause and look at everything sure. that I took for granted. Okay. Yep. And made me cause me to redirect myself and say that it's all about it's not just about career sure and it's not just about the music yeah it's about the people and it's about purpose sure yeah yeah and then i had to refocus and then it made a better person yeah Yeah. very a better person out of me sure gave me a better target yeah it's uh you know i'm fascinated what different people you know did during the pandemic and you know some followed the letter of the law Mm -hmm. (laughs) some did not well i did not and uh some made adjustments and change and uh, some did not so i'm always interested in that because my goal going into it was to become a better person um coming out of it Mm -hmm. and that was challenged at every core on a lot of different levels but i i do feel like i came out a better person because i did just what you talked about Mm-hmm. Right. Take the time. You have the time. You've been given this time to assess and maybe spend some time looking at some areas of life you wouldn't have time to do. Right. It's literally like the clock slowed down for us because what is one thing we always say? I don't have enough time. Right. Well, in 2020, you had enough time. You had plenty of time. You had plenty, plenty of time. Of time. Yes. So you can no longer use that as a foundation of not paying attention unless you just spend time complaining or focusing on what was going on. But everybody had a little more time. It was an equal opportunity Time. Equal opportunity, gift. opportunity. Right. <laughs> and so it's interesting to talk to people about what uh, what they're doing. So what are you doing now? What are some of the projects you're working on now? Or just are you I'm writing. Uh, doing? Okay. I'm, I'm writing, writing yeah. new songs and uh, uh, focusing on a post-pandemic uh, Okay. Uh, post-pandemic material yeah, and good. what it, what I've seen it do yeah. to a lot of people. I've sure. seen it destroy people in my yep, life. Absolutely. I've had friends that died yep. of yep. COVID. Sure. And I've had people in my life that have had it. Yeah. And yeah. in this tragedy, I've seen how it, it, it has mentally, psychologically, mm-hmm. spiritually affected so many people sure. in such a drastic way, but not entirely because yeah. there are a lot of people that have, that have been awakening, sure. awakened, yeah. Because of this. Yeah. And I'm seeing that too. 
And yeah. so yeah. I, I think the I mean, if you look at some of the numbers, the numbers are starling. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a research geek, so you know, uh, the crisis line was up 900 percent. Divorces so were up 47 percent. You know, mm-hmm. people you know checking out. Uh, it, it changed people more than we talked about, right? right. We right. we were. We were okay to engage in the political fight or the economic fight, and I think that's because that made us not have to focus on, you know, some of the stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. But I think the champions, the winners, mm-hmm. they did what you did. Right. And they did what you did. And they did what you did. I mean, I wrote a book. I mean, my mm-hmm. book, my last, my book, uh, Living Up and Down, where it came out of this. And thank you. You inspired and, me to write uh, a book. And so, thank yes. You. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to do that. I hope I hope I can inspire a thousand people to write a book because I think it is the journey of your life and it encapsulates a time where you are and no one can ever take that away. It's the one thing nobody can take away from me. You know, I've, had, I've lost money, assets, family, friends. You ain't taking my books. Right. They no. belong that's to me. A le- that, that's your legacy. There it is. Yes, sir. Hey, Clinton, well, thank you for stopping in. We really do appreciate it. we got to have you back because I want to follow the trail of the book. And I know there's a uh, – I know you're, you're, you're really reaching out to young men. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you want to talk about that a little bit before we go to break, just some of the things you're doing there just to kind of reach the, the kind of the next generation. Well, I mean, I, I have a – um, uh, I guess you could call it a proclivity. Yeah. And, and and it's like smoking cigars, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I started out smoking cigars and then I discovered that while I was smoking cigars, I was socializing. Right. And while I was socializing, I noticed we had interesting dialogue sure. between men and women, yeah. predominantly men. Right. And they actually started pouring their hearts out. Yeah as to the things that they were going through in their lives. And so yeah. I said, well, you know what? This could really start something. So sure. why don't we start a men's support group and then use cigars to do sure. it yeah, while yeah. we're smoking cigars? And, I love it. Yeah, and then we can sit back and, yeah. and be honest about things. Sure. And everyone, yeah. no person has a right to judge the other person. Right. We hear their story while we're smoking cigars sure. and say, well, what did yeah. you do to overcome this? What? Yeah. And, and then they share that. And then yeah. I say, well, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. And it adds support to that person. I adds love it. Value I love it. To that well, life. you know, it you takes know 40 minutes to take on an average cigar. So you got time to sit there and chop Not it up. Not the ones I smoke. Well, you, you're, you see, you see, you're faster. Okay. I smoke you that LaFleur. You big, the big one. about that big, man. Yeah. The LaFleur is a two-hour smoke. Yeah. Hey, well, we'll have you back and want to track you. And uh, do, you, do you have a website where the listeners can maybe get on or if they want to just reach no, out to find, you? No, they can find me on social media. Okay. You can find me. Yeah, on, get him up because he's on Facebook. I know you're on right. Facebook because I follow you there. And, uh, find me on LinkedIn. And where you're going to be playing next. I know you're spending a lot of time in our area and the region, so hanging out. And uh, right. we're a couple other friends of ours, so we appreciate it. We'll have you back, but thank you so much for stopping in on the show. And thank you for having me, And part Lewis. of the conversation. And, mm-hmm. uh, and again, for our listeners, if you miss any part of it, it'll be uploaded onto uh, Lewis Howard Live on every website that we have, and you can get any portion of the show that you have uh, missed. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. I'm going to jump into the conversation about 1% makes a difference. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. Lewis I Howard love Live. to inspire. Thank you, Clint. We'll be right back Thank after you, these Lewis. messages. 
The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thanks for uh, joining and being part of the conversation. I hope you enjoyed, Clint. I thought it was good, some good insight, and uh, we are thrilled to always just kind of bring a different flavor. Um, and, uh, you know, last time we had Malcolm on uh, mountains and uh, movements, climbing Mount Everest. Uh, we're going to just continue to kind of break it up and uh, make it worthwhile uh, for you to join and being part of the conversation. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, DNA, right? You think, man, why are you talking about DNA? I, I want to talk about DNA because, you know, as we come out of the pandemic and we come out of COVID, uh, you're going to resume your life in some shape, form, or fashion. And and I want to see people get back to their groove. A lot of people had to go on pause and and a lot of, you know, a lot of dirt. I mean, the dirt is, you know, disappointments, interruptions, rejection and trouble spells dirt. So we had to go through a lot of dirt during uh, the last year. So it really is about getting back to really what you want to do, be and what you want to do. So according to DNA, right, 99.9 percent of us share the same DNA. Right. And that we're surprising similar to a lot of other living things as well as each other. And that our bodies have over three billion genetic building blocks or base pairs that that make us who we are. So, you know, that saying is we're more alike than different is very true when it comes to DNA. The difference between us and presumably the chimps regarded is, is depending on about one to two percent. So we're close to the animals, a little bit different. So based on the examination of our DNA, any two human beings are 99% identical. The genetic difference between different groups of human beings are, are very minute. But that minute, that less than 1% can make a big difference. And that's what I really want to share is that one, take your 1% and make a difference. So, you know, the difference are biologically, our eyes are going to be different, our skin color is going to be different, height's going to be different, tones, shapes, sizes, abilities, those are all going to be different. And so the difference is, I think, you know, in DNA and using the 1% is either in life you are a brick or you are a stone. And I'll explain the difference between that because the culture likes bricks. And the reason is because a brick is something that is a block used for building walls and pavements, and it's necessary in masonry construction. You know, the brick walls, brick fireplaces, those bricks have to be uniform. You can't have stones in a fireplace or a side of a building and call it uniform. So people like that. So, you know, in culture, we have bricks. We have people that are bricks. And I love bricks because we need bricks. They're teachers, they're engineers, they're people that go to work every day, service people, first responders. Those are people that are, they're our bricks. They are our foundation of society. And they, they're there when you need them. Nurses, doctors, I can keep going on. But those are, those are the bricks. Those are the foundations of people that we we look at. So in order to be a constructed wall to be built, bricks have to line up with one another, right? As I said. So 
sometimes you're in school, teachers want you to line up and be a brick. But you are not a brick, right? I was not a brick. I was a class clown. I used to like to cut up in class. And, you know, when she said shut up, that was startup for me, right? I just wanted to be different, and my teacher had a hard time with that. The other thing is I was rated a genius when I was a kid, and nobody understood how to deal with a kid with, with a genius IQ. And so I was treated differently, almost like I had a mental deficiency because I couldn't pay attention to certain things or I wasn't focused. That's a brick mentality. Again, nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging that if you fall in any one of the categories. But that is not using your 1% for its maximum conformity. right? So the other one is I call it the stone mindset. Okay, now the stone mindset is a stone that is uh, mineral matter which is, uh, can be shaped and made to be into different sizes, right? So a stone can be used in the same fashion as a brick, but it's not designed to line up, right? So you know like stone work, masonry work. There are people that have a stone mindset, and that means you don't fit, and the problem with a lot of our culture is that if you come across as a stone mindset, a lot of times you are kind of rejected, okay? People that are super creative, people that think outside the box. A lot of people that have been diagnosed with ADHD, they just got a, they got a, they got a stone men mentality. They are creative. Put something creative in front of them, and they can see the difference. All right. So you say, all right, Lewis, I get you. I'm following you. But give me some examples. Make me take it home. All right. Let's start with Elon Musk. Is Elon Musk a stone or a brick? Is he an engineer? Is he a teacher? Is he, is he a law enforcement? Or is he a game changer? Is he somebody that thought outside the box? Well, let me tell you what he is. Elon Musk is an entrepreneur and business magnate. He is the founder and CEO, chief engineer of SpaceX, early space investor, CEO, and product architect of what? Tesla, the founder of the, of, of the Boeing company and co-founder of Neutralink, works with him. Here's what people said about Elon Musk. Here's what they said about Tesla. Quote, unquote, they're doomed. They were recently declared one-star auto reviewer who advised that the battery boys, that's who they referred to as the battery boys, fold up their tents and go home. It's only a matter of time before we hear, for example, the first sob of a story of someone who got stranded on the side of the road because they ran out of battery juice. Okay? Because Elon Musk wanted to break out of the brick mentality. The brick mentality was gasoline, petroleum. We've been on that since the 1930s. Elon Musk says, hey, I'm going to be a stone. Let's create some electricity. Let's put some cars on electricity. Well, the naysayer said, no way. We're not doing that. Don't be trying to be a stone. Don't be trying to be, as they used to say in the South, too big for your britches. Okay? As they say in Australia, you know, big poppy. Okay? Anytime you start trying to break out of the wall, right? Remember the song, Another Brick in the Wall? Right? You start trying to break out a wall. People are going to resist it. So you can see the reviews that uh, Elon Musk got early on in his career before we're all driving Teslas. Now it's a thing. You listen to me right now. It, it's, not, it's not a big deal. You're going, well, that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal first on driving the Tesla. But as it goes on to say that Elon Musk and others were not deterred by the negative brick thinking and pressed forward, and now Tesla is now becoming a household name in just under 20 years. And most car manufacturers will have full electric cars in the next 10 
to 15 years. The stone mindset prevailed. Let's go and talk about other mindsets that are stone. There are thousands of others. Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Oprah, Warren Buffett. All right, so I've talked about all those, and I'll take a quick break, and then when I come back, I want to talk about you because I've, I always talk about great people, but I want to talk about you because I think there's some takeaways that you can have the stone mindset, that you can use your 1% DNA to make a difference in your every day life. So stay with me. I'll take a quick break. We'll come back and put a wrap on this and share with you some insights. You're listening to Lewis Hour Live and watching Lewis Hour Live. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready. From nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is Lewis Hour Live. Thank you for being part of the conversation today. What a well-rounded show today. We had entertainment, music, and uh, movement started. And so we're talking about using your 1%. How do you use your 1% DNA that separates you from 8 billion people on the planet and not become ordinary? and not become a discount version of yourself and your life as you may have been described by a teacher or coach. Remember Michael Jordan, they cut him from the team in high school. They said he wasn't tall enough. He didn't make it. They made him a brick. But guess what Michael Jordan came back and did? He became a stone, right? There was a musical group in a place called Liverpool, England. And they were turned down a total of four times by leading record companies at the time. This group said they didn't have it, they would make it, and they were turned down by at least four record companies that we know. And after getting a fair hearing at each, in other words, they heard them out, they listened to the music, and then they turned them down. That should have been the end of their story. But guess who they became? They became the Beatles, Right. They wouldn't stay in the brick mentality. They wouldn't stay in the current music of its day. They went on to become one of the world's greatest acts that we still celebrate, the Beatles, Paul McCartney and company. So let's talk about you before we get out of here. I want to talk about you. Number one, if you want to enjoy a stone mindset versus a brick men mentality is, number one, never let anyone talk you out of your vision or dream, no matter how crazy it sounds or seems. Some of the best things that we enjoy, people thought was a crazy idea. And I'm not talking about people on the street. I'm talking about people with money and power and influence. A lot of the music that you hear, you only hear it because people did not quit on their dream. It's too easy to let somebody who's a brick mentality talk you out of a dream. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, had two dads. He said he had the rich dad and he had the poor dad. So the rich dad was the stone mentality. He was created. But the poor dad was the brick mentality. He was a teacher. And he inspired Robert not to go for money, not to go be an entrepreneur, whereas the rich dad who ran a business said, no, you can do it if you learn how 
to do it well. Robert Kiyosaki has influenced America and the world over the last 15 years with the rich dad, poor dad concept. The only reason that happened is because he didn't let the poor dad talk him out of his dream. What can you do in your life? What's on the shelf of your life? What seed is dead and buried that you thought was forgotten because at eight years old, somebody tried to talk you out of something that you thought made sense, but you didn't have the resources, right? It's like being a, one of my mentors was teaching me. He says, it's like being a ship. You're designed to be a ship, a big container, but people are treating you like you're a little 14 foot uh, pleasure boat. Okay, so it's how people treat you and they do shape how you think. So number one is not letting people talk you out of dream. Number two is 80 percent of people miss their dreams. Eighty percent of people do not hit their dream. This is a survey. This is not me making this up. Didn't just come out of my head. Eighty percent. So only 20 percent make their mark. Okay, and the reason why 80 percent miss their dream is because they don't use their one percent. They let the brick mentality, the brick mindset influence them to say, wait your turn. Get in line. This ain't for you. You can only have so many pieces of the pie. Well, first of all, life is not a pie. Life is a river. And if you run around with a pie mentality, then you get what you deserve because you ought to be looking for rivers. You ought to be looking for more than enough. We live in a world that has been supplying oxygen since the beginning of time. No matter how old the earth is, it hasn't ran out of oxygen no matter what they're telling you. So there is abundance, okay? So you need an abundant mentality, and one of the things you do is don't let people talk you out of a dream and use that 20%. Look, if you only got 20%, if you only got a dollar, I can't tell you how many shows I watch where somebody tell me that they got a loan for $1,000 or $2,000. One of my guys I like to watch is called West Coast Customs, and it's a great car show. And he started with a $5,000 loan from his grandfather. Now he's turned into an international empire, Right. And so there are people that start in their garage. The guy that you shop the most with right now called Jeff Bezos. Guess where he started that company? It would be 80 degrees today it would be in a garage. OK, so here's the deal about that is don't marry the end of the story, which is what we do. We like the posts on Facebook. We like the trips. We like the glamour. We like the Bentleys. We like the fun. But let me just tell you that everybody has a story. And if they tell you that they don't have a story, they're lying to you and misrepresenting to you because everybody had a start and they began with something. So my challenge to you today is don't be part of the 80% that missed their mark. Be part of the 20% that hits their mark and be like Tom Brady just go down in the red zone and score and score again rinse and repeat right you got to be that and not let people tell you you're too old Tom Brady's 40 some years old that's too old to be playing quarterback according to most people Russell Wilson is 5'11 that's too short to be a quarterback in the NFL but did it talk them out of their dream absolutely not we wouldn't have heard of them if they weren't so think about people you know in your life and maybe inspire them. Allow yourself to be coached, instructed, and trained to do something bigger than yourself. Number three is you got to allow yourself to be coached, okay? Don't fall in love with Batman and Iron Man and Superman that didn't have coaches, okay? That's not real life. Everybody in real life needs a coach. Ask any premium athlete, no matter what sport they play in, they will all tell you they have at least one coach. Some of them have five or six, okay? And they need the coach. A child needs a coach. 
Any child left to himself is going to be a wreck because you just don't know what you don't know. I have been coaching people for 25 years, and the best people that I have helped change your life is because they listen. Anytime somebody starts telling me, I know, you're done with me. Here's why. Because there's no end date on learning, changing, and growing. Okay? That never stops. Paul DeJour is a, uh, is a billionaire. He sold Patron for $8 billion, No, $5 billion. He's worth $8 billion. The man still goes to seminars and listening to motivational speakers still trying to learn. I know people got $8 and they can't learn anything anymore. I got eight whole dollars. I don't need you to tell me nothing. Okay, then you were a fool waiting to go somewhere to happen because in life, you never know. There is no end date. There's no I got a degree. There's no I have worked here for 20 years. That doesn't work because guess what? The technology that you were using 10 years and whatever you're doing, it don't even exist anymore. You got to trade in your iPhone every 18 months or it's obsolete. So you can't fall in love with what used to. You can't be old school forever. You need to come. If you want to influence the next generation, they are not influenced by old school. They are influenced by their school. And you need to learn what their school is, which is their language, their terms, their dress, and what they're doing. So if you want to be a coach, you got to learn how the students think. Okay? There's a lot of things I love to do. There's a lot of music I love to live, you know, listen to, but I get it. It's not everybody's genre, so I don't push that on them. I'm not going to be running around every place I am playing Motown, pushing it on people. I love Motown. I can listen to Motown 12 hours a day, but I get it. There's some Bruno Mars fans out there, right? There, there are some people out there that love different kind of music that, hey, I got to get used to. I like me some Bruno Mars, some Migos, right? But if I'm going to relate to people that are younger than me, and if they're going to be working for me, I got to appreciate what they do. It can't just be my way, right? Study, 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 and study some more. Great people always tell you you have to study. Keep studying. Historians say that when you study, you actually reset your brain. That's why teachers live longer and engineers live longer than other people because they have kept their brain active and they continue to keep their brains active. So you got to keep studying. You got to keep learning. There's no end date on that. Destroy the quitter within your own thinking. Did you know you have an enemy within? Okay. And if you don't know that, you better go find it because there is an enemy within each one of us. And it's called a quitter. It's called weakness. It's called fear. It's called doubt. And so you got to deal with that. If you really want to use your 1%, you got to deal with the quitter within you. You got to not get to that point and just, I'm going to give up. I don't have enough money. I'm black. I'm white. I'm any. I'm native. I'm Spanish. I'm too short. I'm female. You got to stop all that. That's just the enemy within you. That's why I'm not with, look, I'm with part of the culture change and I want to see with it, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not with all of it because some of it has to do with personal accountability and personal responsibility and personal change. And the culture doesn't talk about that. And you, there is a part that you have to play in your own journey and your own life. And I don't want the government playing that role. I don't want organizations playing that role. I don't want people in my business. I want to be the master of my own ship, right? That is a Mandela. He said, I am the captain of my own fate. You got to be that. You don't want to look to the government. You can't be letting people run your life because if they give you life, they're going to take life for you. Right. They'll take things from you. If they give you money, they can come take the money. So you want to make a life where I'm using my one percent to make a difference in my own. All right. So stay away from bricks. (laughs) Okay, I described to you examples of bricks. 
you probably got to stay away from bricks. If you're a stone, stones don't hang out with bricks. Okay, so you might have to separate yourself from the bricks in your life, the people that don't want to change, the people that just want to make a living, the people that mediocre is okay. I'm not judging them, but that's not my game. Okay, I'm not looking to take the Connell Trailways bus everywhere. I want to jet. Okay, I want to get there quicker. I got things to do. And you know what? I've lost friends because of my ambitions. And that's okay because you know what? I brought new friends in. So if you get rid of the people that you don't need, all you're doing is making room for new people. Really, again, what this conversation is about using your 1% and using it to make the best uh, uh, version of yourself. Be okay with rejection. That's the last point I'll share with you today. Be okay with rejection. There are people that's going to reject you, and they're going to say your idea ain't worth shiitake. You're not going to amount to anything. Forget about it. You're never going to be famous. You're never going to be a billionaire. You're never going to be a model. You know, stop, t- stop telling somebody 5'3", they can't be a model. How do you know? How do you know what technology might come out in the future, right? So you have to be okay with rejection because people don't know what they don't know, right? And if people have not walked with you the whole mile of your journey, they just don't know. And it's okay. Be okay And you know what? I got a famous saying with people like that. Go with God, but go. okay? because I'm going a different way. So that's a decision you got to make, because what I find is people hold on too long to the wrong people. They need to they need to cut bait and they're unwilling to cut bait. And a lot of time it's dragging your boat down and you need to be willing to cut bait and say, you know what? I need to pull this anchor up, cut this anchor because I need to go. And I, I love you. I got people in my life that I love, but I love at a distance. Okay, I love him. I love him in Texas, <laughs> you know, Arizona, wherever. But I don't love him in Seattle because we can't run like that, right? I'll do anything for him, but we need to stay uh, at a distance. You know, they taught us doing um, the quarantine that you had to keep uh, social distance. Well, I think you need to keep dream distance. You got to find people that I need to keep dream distance, whatever that distance is. Maybe it's 15 feet. Maybe it's 20 feet. Maybe it's 50 feet. I keep dream distance between people. I keep spiritual distance between certain people because I don't want them infecting me with their trauma, their drama and their baggage that I, I didn't create and I shouldn't have to carry. So, again, it's your choice. You got to make the decision. It doesn't happen overnight, but I want to inspire you to take the 1% of your DNA to separate you from 8 billion people on the planet to be in that 20% that gets to the finish line, that raises the checker flag, that hoists the Super Bowl and say, I got here, I did it, it was hard, but I get it. Look at champions. You know, most of them cry when they get to their big moments. Look at the first championship that Michael Jordan won. He cried because you know what? It was the years. It was eight years of playing on the worst team in the NBA, right? And going through the battle and you hit that moment and there are tears. It's tears of joy to make sure you got that moment. And so, you know what? If you need to find some place that make you share some tears, if you ain't got that, keep running because you ain't got to a place that really has exemplified the pain, the blood, the sweat, the cheers and the tears that you've put in. Hey, I'm Lewis Howard Live. I love to inspire. Catch us. You can catch us on YouTube. Hey, don't forget my best selling book that's just now getting hot in Canada. Now they're back at open. Uh, Lewis Howard Live, uh, living up in down times. Of course, you can get my Inside the Mind of Champions. And what else? Uh, from here to there.
And, of course, we have over 540 shows that are uh, available by audio. And, of course, we're having fun doing the live uh, television shows. Hey, tell a friend to tell a friend. Sharing is caring. And uh, have them being part of a conversation. Hey, if you got a special story, I might put you on the podcast. So hit me up at lewishoward at lhoward360, and we might give you a shot to be on the Lewis Howard Live show. We'll see you again on another edition. Thank you for being part of the conversation. Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Hour Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself.